If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. It has finally arrived, the final, final list, the, the final opportunity for to for people to be mean to us on social media has arrived. Uh, and my name is Joe Sked and we're going to be talking about the top 12 Scottish Premiership strikers this season. And to help me, help steer me through this, this list of decent quality is Robert Borford. How are you doing, Rob? Uh, I'm very well, Joel. I'm very well. Um, I, I feel like people just people just read the list but don't listen to our words. That's why we get so much abuse. Uh, yes, yes. It's it's re- reading the it's reacting to the headline rather than reading the article. Exactly, exactly. Yes, but uh, I feel like this is a very strong list. I feel like uh, all of these places can probably be debated, which makes me hopeful that Celtic and Rangers fans won't be furious at us. But listen, time will tell. Oh, they'll. Um, I, I think. I think eleven of the twelve places could be debated. Number ones. Uh, I think number ones. Uh, pretty. Pretty straightforward. But yeah, there'll be uh, the old farm fans will still will look at some inclusions. I think he's he's far too low. But uh, there we go. One thing I'm looking forward to is next season's edition is including Brian Graham. Yes, hi Brian Graham. I, I was at Farhill last night, and honestly, he is he is the championship Olivier Giroud. Is is something else. Like it, it's remarkable, really, that at every team in the championship, he has been quite good, apart from Hibs, which is funny. Um, oh my God, it was there. Yeah, I know, right? And, yeah, and the last few weeks, he's just been he's been a revelation. Uh, absolutely remarkable stuff. But yeah, hopefully, get the job done, and it means that Partick Thistle is back on the away day itinerary for the Scottish Premiership next season. That's a, it is a 15 minute walk from my flat. So oh. I would, I'd be delighted to see them back. Ideal. And um, <clears throat> I'm guessing that is relatively close to your local as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I, um, I'll, I'll happily plug uh, Gallus on Dumbarton Road as the best pub in Glasgow. And yeah, probably about a 20 minute walk from Gallus to, to, to Farhill. As a brisk walk, maybe about 30 minutes if you're if you're taking it easy. But uh, yeah, actually the guy from uh, that works behind the bar there, I saw him in the Woodside uh, after the game yesterday. Big big Jags fan. So uh, nice. Gallus and Patrick Thistle shaking hands. Uh, two great establishments in Glasgow. Good. 
Well, we'll move on to the list now, and we'll start. Oh shit, I've not even got my list up. Um, so you, you go first. Who is your um? Who who who's your number twelve? Number twelve for me is uh, a striker who's no longer in the league. Uh, is Mister Stephen Fletcher? Yes, I, uh, I I I've got him one place higher, but he was he was a must to be in in this list. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's like Dundee United are a, an absolute um, laughter shack. They're a, they're a shambles. Uh, but Stephen Fletcher throughout the season still showed that he is more than capable of playing at this level. Scored a reasonable amount of goals, um, considering the team he was playing in as well, but also just his hold-up play and his aerial ability is as good as it was 10 years ago. Uh, you know, he's he's still got that quality to bring other players into play. It's just a shame the players he was bringing into play this season were, were, were absolutely terrible. But um, no, I was really impressed with him. Every time I saw him play against Hearts um, and, and any time outside of that as well, he always showed up really well. They suffered massively when he was out with injury, which wasn't a surprise. Um, and, and obviously it wasn't quite enough. He couldn't maintain that form towards the end of the season. Um, but no, it, it has to be in the list because he is he's still more than good enough to, to be playing at this level. And, you know, hopefully for his sake, he will be playing in this level again next season. Yeah, I I mean, I think he's had a, he's had a good enough season to be higher. In, I'm going to contradict myself here, but I think he's had a good enough season to be higher in the list. Uh, like if for, no, let me rephrase that. If it was any other season uh, off the top of my head, the last few seasons, he his performances this campaign would have merited a much higher place. Just that there's been a lot of competition, a lot of players who have scored a lot of goals. But you look at Fletcher; he's probably done more than most within the United team to try and keep them in the division. Uh, he's been that kind of that that that, that totemic figure in the, in attack, that kind of focal point, and it's it was quite clear when Goodwin came in just how important that Fletcher was going to be. It was almost like, man, look at that midfield. Let's just not just bypass it. Get the ball away from defence as quickly as possible. Just hit uh, Fletcher because I always remember looking at his aerial duels after uh, most games, and it was just ridiculous the amount of times he was in, involved in aerial duel. But yeah, he would win flick on. He'd bring players into touches, uh, into play his touch touches absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, he's honestly he's he's still he's still absolute quality. But um, due to the fact he plays for Dundee United, I think that's why he's uh, number twelve for me. My number twelve is Curtis Main. He's he's my number eleven. So listen, we we're, we're we're already close at the start of this. He is a player who is much maligned, um, more so probably because he's spelled at Aberdeen, rightly so. But I think he's had a he's another one. Some of Fletcher's had a really important season for his team. He's been that um, again. He's been that focal point in attack for St. Mirren, but more so uh, certainly in build up, but also without the ball as well. He's key to how they they defend him and when Ayunga was fit him and Ayunga were uh, such a um, pain in the arse of a, a front pair and I mean that in the best way possible I think again going back uh, going back to the last season the season before the season before Mark Main was putting the performances that this campaign had been would have been a lot higher still so still surprised I thought he'd actually scored more goals than he had but some of the goals he scored were, were brilliant it was uh, he he took um, he could have easily scored five against Celtic his goal his second goal against Aberdeen was absolutely phenomenal the touch and turn uh, past ooh, I'm going to say it was Joe Lewis might have been goals then but 
just he he's one of those players for who kind of just epitomised what made St Mirren so good this season, so difficult to play against. Yeah, no, I mean, he he completely, uh, like you say, epitomised the way that Stephen Robinson had them set up, which was hard running uh, and get the ball forward quickly. And and really, you know, he he was pivotal in both those points because he can he can run in behind. Like you kind of forget that he's got this burst of like five yards where he's got the strength, but also the legs start moving as well. And he's just like. It's like watching uh, the 300. Uh, you know, he's one of the Spartans. I, I just imagine he screams every time he runs uh, to try and put <laughs> the opposition players off because he's just got that that way about him that he absolutely, you know, he'd, he'd run through a brick wall. I, I hate that phrase, but it is true with him. I think he actually would if you told him to. Um, and like you say, it feels like he scored more goals, but that's maybe testament to him and mm. how important he is for the team. And, and you know, the way that he... Sort of facilitated guys like Mark O'Hara scoring as many as he did because he's such a pest and he's such a, a distraction for defenders as well. Uh, Ayunga earlier on in the season, Alex Grieve, you know, all these sort of other players around about him that were able to put the ball in the back of the net, but not not really. He was a big part of, of why that was happening. And I, I think he was so important to St. It's a shame that he's not just leaving the club, he's, he's going to be leaving the country by the looks of it. He'll be heading back down south because. He's such an SPFL like Premiership striker. Um, he's the kind of guy that would benefit from being in like ten of the twelve teams yeah. because you just need that chaos and you need that guy that's that's going to do that running and and also chip in the goals. Um, so no, I was really impressed with him this season. I, I, I thought he had a, a great campaign. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, I was torturing myself. The other week when he when he did really well against Celtic, I was like, would 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 that take him at Tynecastle after after Nielsen was after him for so long, uh, before he went to Aberdeen, and then nah, talked myself out of it. He would he would uh, allowing this season to um, warp my judging a bit too much. Who who's your number ten? Number ten. So this is this is one that's going to annoy old firm fans, but it's uh, Antonio Cholak at number ten. Yeah, so I've uh, like looking at the list. I've my next probably next four or five. I could flip them any any way possible, but I've got I've got Cholak a wee uh, a wee bit higher. Why why, yeah, is, why I, is he so low? For me, it's because he's like it's an annoyance that I've had generally with Rangers this season. Like you, you'll probably see when we go on as well. I've got Morelos probably lower than some people might, um, but Cholak. Start the season so well, and it's like his one touch finishing, all this kind of mm. stuff. I was like, holy shit, this boy is going to score at least 25. You know, he's going to be a, a, a huge part of Rangers' season. Um, he's going to get a big move, you know, international recognition, all this. And obviously, injury played its part, um, but he just flattered to deceive after that. And I feel like when, you know, obviously the Van Bronckhorst era came to an end, and there was that transitional phase with Michael Beale coming in, he didn't stamp his authority. He didn't do anything to make me say, right, okay, this guy's going to push on, be the next level that we expected with the the quality of goals that he was scoring at the start of the season. He finished the campaign on 12. And it's like, I don't know, for for a a guy that's come in, obviously you have uh, Morelos and Sakala and all these guys in there as well. He just, he annoyed me in the sense that John Lundstrom annoyed me this season. You know, guys that should be doing a lot better than they are, but just weren't. And, uh, and, And that's why he's so low on the list for me. And also... I can quite easily argue why the other guys would be higher, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So that's where I've got him. That's why, sorry, I've got him at, at number 10. More due to a personal grievance uh, than anything to do with his, his actual ability. But that's that's why I've got him at 10. Yeah, so I have... So I've got Trollac at, at nine. And 
but he falls it's kind of similar to you and he falls into uh, a similar category to the player I've got at number 10 uh, Bojan Joski in that I don't really like them if they were uh, if they were a striker for that team I would be I'd be I'd be annoyed with them because I think they don't do enough for the team and I know that's daft to say because they scored both of them scored uh, their goal records very good but if you like you say kind of compare them to players who are above them in the list they offer more to their team uh, they offer more uh, outside possession in possession and build up Miofsky I think has uh, is, 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 is very good he can play on the, he, he can very good at what he does he can play on the, sh- uh, the shoulder he's quick his finishing's uh, decent but I remember watching him for his um, Hungarian side uh, before he signed, well, when he was when he was signed for Aberdeen, and I watched him, watched him, watched him. I was like, I don't know what Aberdeen are getting here. And then I spoke to a couple of folk uh, who were praising Mioski, and then so I went back. Right, I watched different games. I watched him. I watched him. I was like, I still don't see what Aberdeen are getting here, and I see still see that too much from him. I know he scored like sixteen goals, um, but. A lot of kind of padded out of uh, penalties, and you can say the same for Shankland and Van Veen. But what Shankland and Van Veen do, they are much more important to their side and how their sides play. Whereas I think Aberdeen, when it's it, it's clear, it's really noticeable when Duke doesn't play. Whereas Miofsky, I think it's, it's 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 less noticeable. I think there's 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 games from where it can be it can be really effective, and I think he is effective when he has the. Uh, the, the players around him, but I think you compare, you look at um, Miofsky and you bring Cholak into it, they need the team to work for them, whereas these other strikers can work for the team, uh, if, if, if that makes sense. So that's kind of similar to Cholak. I really appreciate the positions he took up in the box, his one-touch finish and his efficiency. Uh, there was, when he came back from his a long spell out injured, he had one game, I think it was home at Kilmarnock, where he showed... Uh, some really great moments in terms of build-up, but he's not done that consistently, consistently enough. And when you look at the um, the evidence uh, for the rest of uh, players on here, they've got a much greater kind of CV in Scottish football, if you will, than than Cholak. So both Miofsky and Cholak, I think, have had good seasons, but need to do better. Yeah, I mean, I've got Miofsky in seventh. Um, I've gone a good bit higher than than you do, obviously. I think that like. A big reason for that is his goals return, but also considering his goals return and the fact that Aberdeen were absolute dog shit for months mm-hmm. uh, and he was still able to get the ball in the back of the net. Also, I do like the way he dove- dovetails with Duke. Like yep. I feel like Miofsky is like, you can you can pop the ball anywhere into the air and Miofsky is going to make it really difficult for the defender. He doesn't necessarily win the header, but he's going to make sure the second ball comes back and that's where the likes of Leighton Clarkson and Duke can come in. So he kind of does the dirty work quite well, Miofsky, I feel like. And obviously, yeah, he's got a lot of penalties. Some of his goals have been really good quality as well. Um, and I think that, you know, seeing it's 16 goals for him for the season, really impressive return. And yeah, I, I feel like there's there's more to come from him. Um, however, he was an important player when Aberdeen kind of needed that important player. Um, and I, that's the reason why I've gotten higher up. But again, like you said, these like four places up to seventh is it could be anyone in any position. But yeah, I've got Miofsky a lot higher than you. So who have you got at nine? Uh, oh, I have got him at. Uh, so I'm just like yeah, uh, Miofsky, yeah. I've got him at uh, one place higher. So yeah, uh, 
Hughes perhaps one of the hardest strikers to place? Yeah, I think so, because he's obviously got a lot of quality, but because of the, the way that Celtic are and, and the, the fact that Kyogo is the main man, uh, obviously, I mean, it's no spoiler, he's number one in this list. <laughs> uh, so it's like, oh, is is like, he's been a bit of a bit part peripheral figure. However, he has come in, he has scored goals, and he's something totally different to what Celtic had. Like, I think a lot of people are thinking, right, so he's the he's the Yakimakis replacement. Um, however, he's not really the same player as Yakimakis, and, and I feel like he is a penalty box threat. He's a big laddie, mm-hmm. and you know, similar to what we're saying about you know Cholak and, and Miofsky and stuff like that, he's got a decent touch, and he can bring other players into play. I just don't feel like he justifies being any higher in this list purely down to minutes on the pitch. Um, obviously, he had a, a successful start of the season um, at a different club. I think he scored something like 15 there. Um, but that's not really what this list is about. It's about what he's doing at Celtic and in the Scottish Premiership. And I think that he will be class. And I think the next season, you know, you, you'll see him shooting up the goal scoring charts, uh, regardless of who the Celtic manager is. Um, I'm sure he'll get uh, he'll get some time on the pitch and, and get a lot more goals. But he's got a lot to like about him, but he just it's a small sample size for the time being. Yeah, it's I've my um my view is I think there's part of me that seems really harsh to have him above both Cholak and Miofsky who have been here the whole season and scored more goals. But then you you, you bring the kind of just like the just oh he plays the Celtic factor uh, that he plays for the the champions comes into it and that when the, the limited minutes he's had he has he's shown plenty of. Uh, promise plenty of talent and kind of reasoning why uh, Celtic did sign did sign him. I think he is much more robust than maybe you would. Exp- <laughs> I was going to say you'd expect coming from maybe there. There's a South Korean league, but then you've seen the players like Kyogo, uh, Rio Tati, uh, Maeda coming in from uh, Japan, and they've had no issues with the the physicality of uh, of Scottish football. So that really shouldn't have been a surprise. But it was more probably just like how much of a British kind of stylish striker. He he is just the way he likes to he, he likes to throw himself uh, throw himself about in a good way. He can be uh, and the fact that he's quite a they're both he's a penalty box striker and the same uh, as is like Kyogo is 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 as well. But they're two very different uh, penalty box strikers, and and there's there's been enough there that I think you can tell there's there's a lot of talent and a lot of promise for Celtic to uh, to build on. Moving to so that was that was your nine. What is your number eight? I actually uh, misspoke. Myofsky is my number eight. Uh, I don't have this numbered. I've just got it as a list, uh, and I was I was very much guessing. So Myofsky is my my number eight. Okay, so we've got uh, so it's uh, so we've 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 talked about Curtis Main, we've talked about Fletcher, we've talked about Cholak, we've talked about O, and we've talked about Myofsky. So that's the first five. Good, I can count. So who's your number seven? Uh, Mr. Josh Gino Janelli is my Same. number. Four. Same. This is the, our first first agreement. There you go. Um, his transformation from uh, bit part um, sort of flattered to deceive winger into goal scoring centre forward, uh, absolute havoc causer for opposition defence has been remarkable. Mm-hmm. And it's something that the, the player takes a lot of credit for it, but we also have to give credit to the the departed Robbie Nielsen for for recognising the strengths that he could bring to the team uh, in that position. 
and he's just kicked on to such a level um, this year. His pacing behind is obviously the threat, but I mean, I was messaging you about this last night. Uh, we're doing this very much off vibes rather than stats. Yeah. However, Josh Nelly had an XG of six and scored 12. So he doubled his output on his XG. And that's not to say that that necessarily will go down next season. He just, he's been able to score from distance and score rakers mm-hmm. this season that, you know, you kind of see with, um, you know, the likes, of, the likes of players like, I'm not saying he's as good as him, but Rudy Scatchel is like when he gets from a distance and he hits the ball, you're actually quite confident he's going to hit the target. Yeah. Because he's got that ability from range. You know, you look at like David Turnbull, for example, has that as well. If he's shooting from range, he's likely going to hit the target. And Janelli's just transformed the way that that sort of Hearts front line has performed because I think it was quite obvious quite early on that Shankland as a, a lone striker number nine doesn't have the pace no. uh, to, to really handle that position. However, Shankland dropping deeper into a number 10 and allowing Janelli to be the guy that runs at defenders has just given Hearts a totally new dimension this season. It's, it's a shame that it's maybe been the de- to the detriment of the likes of Barry Mackay. However... Janelli has has shown this season why Hearts should be offering him like a three year deal and saying right you're with us now you love your football here the fans love you and with good reason because uh, he scored big goals this season as well you know he scored against Celtic scored against Aberdeen scored against Hibs um, so he's he's really improved so dramatically this season that um, he's become one of the first names on the team sheet at Hearts. I see for this was I don't know if we recorded this a couple of months ago I probably. He might have just got into my, my list, but he would have been, uh, he'd been eleven or, or twelve. I was always, I've always been quite skeptical of Ginelli. Just think he's quite a, he can be quite a, just from his his time at heart, he can be quite a, a patchy player who hits a bit of form, and then you you, you barely see uh, see him again. Not helped by um, off field issues with injuries and um, and 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 what not. Won't get into that, that side of things, um, <laughs> but. Um, the, but the more the, the more I've watched them, it's like it's like is it me that's wrong? Am I the baddie? Uh, the the more I've watched them, and you really appreciate just how um, how much he gives he gives hearts. And we were crying out for uh, we were crying out for pace anywhere in the team. Um, but main but you, if, if there's one place you need to have pace, it's in the final third. And him putting him through the middle is just. Um, it's just given the just given us a, a completely new dimension, and I'm just uh, sorry. I'm just bringing up. Uh, oh yeah, it was the 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 games against you saw against uh, Motherwell away when because um, he got sent off against uh, Dundee United, um, and then home at St Mirren and away at Hibs. Uh, we lost we lost all three of those games, and and each game you saw how. You saw how much of a different team Hearts were with, with, without Ginelli, and that you saw it again when we played Aberdeen. He was absolutely brilliant, and then as soon as he went off uh, with with an injury um, or a knock, Aberdeen just pushed right up the pitch and just like right, we can we can we can we can play a really really high line there and squeeze the game because there's no one in the Hearts eleven who are going to run in behind. Like you said, Shanklin's it's that's just not part of his game if it was part of his game he would be playing arguably Premier League uh, Premier League football but it's not and that's what Ginelli's um, Ginelli has given us and th- something else that came in thought I can't remember um, can't remember who, who the player I was talking to I was, I'm sure it was, I, was I, I spoke to a, I'm sure it was a Premiership defender and he, he talked about 
coming up against Janelli and how much of a nightmare it is just because it, what, the, just he makes one run, but he doesn't then just stop. Like, so you see, you see average strikers will make one run and that's me done. He gets back on side and makes another run and he's just constantly running, constantly making angles, constantly stretching opposition defence. So even, even though he's not getting the ball from his run, he's moving players out of position. And I just think he's uh, he's he's added a wee bit more um, game knowledge to his uh, to his overall ability. I just think he's, he's he's just growing as a striker. I'm really excited if he does stay to see what he can go on to uh, what he can go on to do because his goal return recently has been has been excellent. And you you, you think that's um, double figures and what he can do in assists and what he can do um, stretching teams can be um, what he can do for a whole season doing that. Yeah, and just one more thing on him as well. I just remembered he was interviewed maybe three months ago, um, and he basically just said he was like, he was like off my own back. I've just been watching video of Kyogo. He was like, I'm looking at what the best stri- what does the best striker in the league do? How can I try and imitate that? And how can I improve my game by watching him? Which I thought was really cool. He was just like Kyogo's the best player in the league. So how about I try and copy him? Um, and you can actually see that with some of the runs he makes as well. Mm-hmm. That's what Kyogo does so well is he finds that half yard uh, of separation then has the pace to get away from his man and that's kind of what Janelli's done as well and then the six yard box finishes of which Janelli had four or five this season again very very similar to to, to the main man in the league so yeah you're you sort of trying to learn off his own back um, and, and that sort of showing itself in his performances is, is really impressive as well yeah, I remember. I remember that press conference where he where he said it, and uh, certain interest was piqued when he when he did come out with it. And I think it was after, I think it was after the three 0 win over St Johnston, um, and in, in April because I think he scored one in the uh, one in the six yard box. Um, so yeah, moving on. So that be Janelli number seven. We get into the top six. Who's your number six? Um, he deserves a lifetime achievement award. We adore him. We'll miss him. It's Alfredo Morelos. I am exactly the same. I was uh, really, really wanted to put number one, just as a, as 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 kind of like a well done. You deserve yeah. this for all these for all these given Scottish football. Just, just he's, he's been shit this season. Sit, sitting there looking at the list, uh, doing a Scott Arfield salute. Um, <laughs> you, you will be dealing with this. <laughs> pardon me. He still deserves to be this high for me because he is still class. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, it, only 12 goals this season. It's his poorest return. Um, obviously, I was talking about Cholak, but a, a lot of the same could be said for Morelos. He, he chucked it, to be honest. Um, you know, he, his, his weight issues came back, his anger issues came back, and his, his will to work for the team uh, kind of dissipated. And, and you see that through him. You've seen that from him in the seven years he's been in Scotland, but this season was really the worst of it. And it was the end of an era at Rangers. Anyway, the likes of Ryan Kent um, and, and all the other lads, um, you know, Steve Davis, uh, Scott Arfield, Alan McGregor, all these guys all um, sort of shifting off as well. So end of an era, but Morelos is still just so good at what he does and, and the way that he uses his body. Like Everyone talks about his finishing, which has obviously always been great, but the way that he can just completely body a defender by shifting his arse slightly and then he's through on goal or he's he's allowed space for, for the other man. And, and when he does want to work hard, the way that he works is such a positive thing for for how Rangers play, but he's just a he's he's just an absolute prick, and and I love him, and I'll always love him, um, and yeah, that's why he's that high up in the list. To be honest, it is kind of like a it's like when we put David Wotherspoon in the top twelve attacking midfielders, it was like this is kind of a lifetime achievement, 
sort of thing rather than how he's performed this season. But um, it couldn't be a top six without without Alfie. I would Alfie in it. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You still there? I've, uh, I've, I've lost you. Oh, uh, so, sorry, Robert. I was speaking and uh, I forgot that I had myself on mute because I was clicking the mouse. Uh, <laughs> apologies for that. <laughs> See if you offered me main Fletcher, Miofsky, Cholak, O, Ginelli, um ahead of Morelos. Even after seeing Morelos this season, I would still take Morelos because I just have ultimate faith that if you just channel him the right way, he is the... Maybe not the best now, but he's certainly in the top two strikers uh, strikers in the league. He's just not proved it that this season. Like you said, attitude. He's he's um, it's been one season one season too long for him at Rangers. The 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 PSV debacle when he was dropped from the squad, um, uh, having come off the bench against Hibson, being set off proper Morelos of old. Uh, that kind of the the writing was on the wall there. But there's still been moments where. Um, he has been the Morelos of old. It's like you look at his, just look at him compared to the rest of the uh, the, the top twelve strikers in terms of received passes. He receives, he, he makes himself available so much. He's like when when he plays for Rangers, they know they can have a they've got a, a forward there that they can just fling the ball up to and then play off. Uh, I think. And I was, I was looking at the, in terms of received passes per ninety minutes. He was like over twenty five, and the next highest person was like fourteen. Uh, just that that's he just he's he's got his own kind of vortex, and he just draws people to him. Uh, good good ways and bad. I remember the semi final. Was it the semi final? No, no, the league cup final. Uh, and I mentioned. Morelos getting um, a lot of criticism after it, and <laughs> it clearly shows how how blinded I am when it comes to this uh, lovable Colombian rogue. That I was, <laughs> I was thinking, I thought Morelos played really, really well. He knocked uh, Carter Vickers off the ball, and he he scored the goal. What what more do you want? But no, then when you when you break it down, is um, just the way he's carried himself. It's, it's just not been it's not been the same same way. But he's still seen those Morelos moments. For example. At uh, at Tynecastle, he always scores at Tynecastle. That three 0 game, I think it was his second goal where it got ruled, um, it got given. Yeah. Then it went to VAR, and then as soon as VAR said it was allowed, he ran half the length of the pitch to celebrate in front of Section G um, and do his trademark celebration. Yes, how can you not love that? Yeah, no, honestly, he's he's absolute showbiz, and and that is something that Scottish football is going to miss. I hope that Rangers sign an absolute nutter um, to to replace him. I feel like Michael Beale will just go for for you know some 
gin and slim drinking MF uh, on, on, instead of instead of Alfie. But hopefully, hopefully we can replace him with someone who's as much of a character because, like you say, like he has the Hearts fans on strings, as they oh. say. And absolutely, like I, I am one of the people who are booing, saying, "Why is he not getting booked?" And then after the game, I'm like, "Nah, do you know what? That was class." Like, I wish our players would do that sometimes. Um, no, I, I absolutely love Alfredo Morelos, um, and like you say, he is probably still the second best striker in the in the country. He's just not shown it this season. That's it. If uh, there's there's so many moments over the years where I've just been uh, standing at Tincastle uh, with pals and they've just been losing the rag Morelos and I've been just 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 uh, standing there with a smirk on my face and then when everything uh, dies out, it's like he's he just he just kind of just turning on me so he's just brilliant, isn't he? Uh, but they just, <laughs> they're just absolutely losing the rag. But he's like, is it the only player I've really seen bully both Christoph Berra and Craig Halkett with 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 ease? Yeah, uh, he's just he's just got. Just if he if he was if he, he put everything everything uh, into his football, uh, he, he could just be incredible. Instead, he'll probably go to uh, Turkey and um, play thirty times for Besiktas and score about three goals, and then just go um, hopping between China, Saudi Arabia, and then back to back to South America. But he's yeah. given us nice times. Yeah, he has. He has. The, he's given us the best of times. Who is your number five? I think I think we've got the same seven, six, and five. Who's 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 number five for you? I am going to go for Kevin Nizzi Nisbet. Yes, yes, I thought that was, that was the case. Nisbet is, I think, would be safe to say that if he was fit for the full season, he might be challenging higher. Just I, I don't think there's any way that he could have been any higher. Yeah, I'd like. I think if he's fit for the full season, scores at that rate, then he's he's top. He's a top three shout without a shadow of doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he the way that he's expanded his game, and not just at Hibs, but in the last few years, and the way that you saw him at Wraith and at Dunfermline, and you know the way that he's able to drop deeper but still drive forward, um, his finishing inside and outside the box, his instinctiveness. Um, and the way that he has sort of grown into this guy that can actually bring other players into play, yeah. I think that's something that's maybe not as understood by people. I think they just see the goals and they think, oh, he's, he's quality, he's going to get a big move, big money, all this kind of stuff. And he is going to get a big move, maybe not for as big money as, as Hibs probably deserve, uh, to be honest with you, for a player of that calibre. Um, but he's just... His goal-scoring record and his, his goals per minute is... is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and he's such a promising player I know he's like I think people probably assume he's a bit younger than he is as well to be honest however mm-hmm. his future in the game and his future in terms of the Scottish national team if he can stay fit is incredibly bright because he's a guy that can sort of transcend um, styles of football I think he could go down south and easily still boss it down there he's not just a he's not just a Scottish Premiership standard his ceiling's a bit higher than that um, and yeah like you say without the injuries He's he's well up there in contention for a top three spot, but just with the injuries is the only reason why he's lower down. Um, but he's he's just he's absolutely quality. Uh, he strikes the ball so cleanly uh, with both feet as well. I mean, his goal against Hearts uh, last weekend, you know, Xander Clark should have done better, but the way he hits the ball um, with that velocity mm-hmm. straight into the bottom corner, the accuracy of it as well. Um, he's a magnificent finisher, absolutely magnificent finisher. So, uh, yeah, Hibs, Hibs, will, Hibs will miss him next season. Um, but he's been he's been quality when he's been called upon this year. Yeah, I, I just echo um, all of that. Uh, really, 
ever since it was kind of him and uh, kind of him and Shankman duking it out in the in the championship, I always thought Nisbet was was the better player. And then even since then, kind of always just I always thought he had a wee bit more uh, to Shankland, and he, he probably to fully fit. He probably does just because of his physicality and his. Uh, I think he's a wee bit quick. That's a wee bit quicker. I think he is quicker than um, uh, than Lauren Shankland as well, which is, is is huge because if you want to play uh, at a higher level, um, they kind of if you're going down to England, you need to have a wee bit of pace and that's something that uh, Shanklin uh, lacks but Nisbet has a, he listened to him after oh where um, what game was it oh it might have been the might have been the Derby defeat uh, for us at Easter Road he came out afterward and spoke about his his how useful his spell on the sidelines was for helping build um, his, his physicality he's he get himself in a better shape to deal um, to deal with being a, a striker who can engage defenders and I think you've, you've really seen that since he's, uh, since he's came back he can really hold his own and I think that's that's been key because he is someone who drops in to like number 10 positions or uh, midfield to link up play the so often was like Porteous would fire the ball to him and I think maybe before when he did that and then a fall, a defender followed him I think he'd easily uh, be knocked off the ball or the defender could get in front now he's got a, a much better shape and body to to hold off defenders to protect the ball and then play it around and I think you've seen that uh, since he's since he came back into the, the Hibs team, is awareness for awareness for a striker is excellent. So yeah, I think he will go down south. I would like love to see him go abroad, but I think he would go down south and be a success. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only negative mark against him is his penalty taken. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, he's talking about that. I don't yes. think he one before he joined Hibs, and now he's missed a bunch, and it's like ah. Oh, that's a shame. Because um, I wanted to call him Pevin Pisbet um, for for Tony and, and Chris Finn, but unfortunately, he's just not very good at them. No, uh, just leave just leave it to Shankland when it comes to the Scotland uh, national team. Number four, who is your number four? You just said his name, Lauren Shankland. Not going to lie, I was a wee bit surprised by uh, how how low Mister Shankland is. When when I describe why I've got the other guys ahead of him, I think it will make sense to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lauren Shanklin, number four. Listen, we we've both uh, both of us are probably one two of his biggest cheerleaders um, because again, similar to Nisbet, it was that lack of understanding of quite how much game he has uh, when it comes to you know holding it in, um, finding the, the the wingers, and also just his ability to. He's a very intelligent footballer. And that if the tactics change, if the shape changes, he instantly knows what to do to get the best out of that change. Mm-hmm. And you know he's he's so good at playing at that number number ten position. He can still play number nine as well. Um, but his standard uh, across the, the the whole of the season hasn't really dropped. And I think that's a huge testament to him. I think his, his biggest goal drought was like five games or something, and that was during the the the, the, the Nielsen travails. And that's when he was playing up front as number nine as well, because Ginelli was out injured. So he's he's so important, such a massive part of this Hearts team. He took the captain's armband when Craig Gordon's leg snapped in two. And he's he's improved since then as well, because I think that responsibility has added a lot to his game. Um, but you just look at the numbers, 28 goals. Um, you know, the, the first Hearts striker to do that since uh, John Robertson. Um, and obviously, uh, basically since the 70s um, as well, was the only time that that's been bettered. 
as well. So uh, his, his numbers, his, his sort of record-breaking season has been so impressive. And yeah, I just I just love him. Um, and thankfully, I feel like he's the sort of player that not many teams will want to spend the money on <laughs> because he has got yeah. those limitations in terms of pace. Uh, you know, he's, he's physical, he uses his body really well, but he doesn't have the pace to, to sort of drive past players. And I think that's what the one thing that will probably hold him back and, and keep him at hearts, which is a, a good thing for us. But and he takes a fucking good penalty. I tell you he that. does. He does. So I um so I've got Kevin Van Veen at um at number four, but I'll I will speak about Shanklin because I couldn't separate Shanklin and Duke. I just honestly just because uh, I think Duke's got much higher. We'll come to speak about Duke, uh, about Duke, but Duke's got much higher ceiling. He's got probably um, um, more more strings strings to his bow. Um, but just this season, I think it's been so hard to separate them. So I went, looked in the mirror, realized the Hearts fan, and stuck Shanklin at number two uh, because I, I I love him so much. I love watching him. So much, just uh, just what he does as a forward, as a striker. I was one, not one of few. I was. I, I certainly knew what to expect uh, of Shankland, having seen him at United and in that Mickey Mellon team where he played up front in his own in the Premiership. Uh, folks, oh, he didn't score many goals, but it was what everything else he did. And he's brought that to. He's brought that understanding to a lot of fans that he's a really, really good player. You picked up on his his intelligence. He is um, he knows exactly where he'd be. He's played in a kind of withdrawn um, wide role. He's played as a number ten. Has played as a, a number nine. Um, he his technique and touch is incredible. And many times it's kind of just uh, oud and ad uh, at that time castle because the ball's fired into him and he's just he's, he's dropped it. Um, he's just stopped it dead and then used his body and his movement to get away from defenders to, to create space uh, for to then play and uh, link play. And for so long uh, this season, he's been our best number nine and our best number 10. I think he's got those so much qualities to his game. And yeah, I, the one quality that's really missing is his pace. And that will stop him going on to maybe play in England. He could probably go and play abroad again, but having played in Belgium, I'm not sure how much he'd be keen on that. The only move I can really see them making is potentially Rangers, um, and just being like kind of like Chris Boyd figure who score a lot of goals, and then you look at some of the goals he scored. Some of them being absolutely brilliant. Whether it be um, header that we um, that we kind of clip dink finish against Ross County was was, was so good. Yeah, I've just been he's he's, a, he's the type of striker I've been crying out for 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 so long, and very much glad he is 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 wearing maroon. But I can understand um, why you have certainly one of these players higher. But Kevin Van Veen, talk to me. Yeah, so I mean, Kevin Van Veen uh, has matched Lauren Shankland in terms of goals, and he's done it for a Motherwell team that in about February time were all but relegated <laughs> by many of us. They were rubbish. They were mm-hmm. absolutely awful. And Kevin Van Veen. You know, even during the the, the Stevie Hamill uh, era, was still chipping in with goals, even though Hamill was playing him out wide, which obviously is not his position. But he's been able to essentially come through a really roller coaster season for for Motherwell, break so many records for Motherwell uh, in terms of his goal scoring, consecutive number of goals scored, all this kind of stuff. And he's done it in in a way that he's not just scoring tap ins; um, he is transformed into one of the best strikers in the league, in my opinion, the third best striker in the league, because he's still got a little bit of pace. He's got so much skill 
He's got battle. He's a wind-up merchant. He annoys opposition fans, annoys opposition players. Um, he is an absolute dream for guys like Blair Spittle to, to play alongside. Christ, that boy Mandron and, and all this, like he, he almost made them look like um, decent enough footballers. John Obika, uh, you know, all these guys playing alongside him. And he's been able to do that throughout a season where Motherwell were absolutely terrible. 28 goals for the season. Um, and like I say, just absolutely on fire, uh, especially the, the, the last couple of months. And really, it's the last couple of months is why I've got him higher up in this list. But the way that he's essentially allowed, like he even allows Max Johnson to play in a, a more positive way because Johnson's coming into the, the penalty box so often. Van Veen knows exactly where he's going to be. He either drags defenders away or he offers himself up for a tap-in. And again, it's that intelligence I'm talking, not dissimilar to Shankland, and that he's got that that wherewithal to, to know exactly where to be, exactly where to be at what time. Um, and again, like it's maybe a freak season um, for him. You know, time will tell. I'm, I'm not sure if he'll beat Motherwell next year. He's, he's under contract, but obviously there was uh, teams in China and that sniffing about him. But honestly, I, I, I feel like this season he has absolutely excelled himself, and he he deserves to be in the in the top three conversation. He deserved his nominations for Team of the Year, for Scottish Football Writers Association Player of the Year. You know, he deserved all that because he was able to do it for a team a lot poorer than Hearts. Uh, and Shankland obviously had the benefit of playing alongside better players, um, and that's why I've got Van Veen in third. The, you mentioned the freak season, and that's probably kind of what went against it for me. I just think, look, looking at uh, Shankland's previous, uh, certainly certainly helped. But in a way, it was a freak season. It, it could be a freak season, but at the same time, it's not because, like last season, Van uh, with Van Veen, you could see he had uh, he had so much quality, and there was games where if he like turned it on, he could dominate defenses, he could score goals, and then there was just there was just like lack of consistency. I think he spoke about it at the Motherwell Player of the Year. The Motherwell shared a clip from I think the, the last season's Player of the Year awards. We kind of just said he was um, just with injuries, uh, suspensions. He just there was this. He didn't. Motherwell fans didn't see the best of him. It's like, oh, but I'll be back next season. I'll score more goals, and he's 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 obviously done that. And you look at him in terms of what he is capable of in terms of um, that he can. He's he's good running with the ball. He's good running without the ball. He's got a bit of pace. He is he's really strong and rangy. He's just such a difficult player to come against. He's got uh, come up against. He's uh, he can score all different types of goals. He can he can score goals out of nothing. He can create for himself. He can create for uh, for others. He can drop deep. He can run in behind. He can be in the penalty box. He can score a penalty. So he is a player who can do all. And Stephen O'Donnell, when the live show before we did the live show last week, we speak. Uh, I don't know if you're about. We were asked him. Uh, someone asked him about Van Veen, and he just said he's he is the. Um, I think he said he's the best striker he's played with. Yeah, and Stephen O'Donnell obviously has played. I played for Scotland. Not Scotland. There are got um, loads of uh, loads of great strikers, but certainly have got someone like Chi Adams. Uh, so it was it was really high praise, and yeah, I'd be really intrigued to see what happens next with uh, with the Dutchman if he stays or goes somewhere else, and how he gets on. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol. Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call. 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Well, listen, because of the, uh, the aggregate of these two lists, Shanklin will be above Van Veen anyway. So you'll have your wage, Joel. Um, but that's, I feel like I put up an, an impassioned defence for, for Big Kev there. Yeah, again, I, I, I agree um, I very much. Um, I very much appreciate every single thing you said. However, uh, Kevin Van Veen doesn't wear a heart stop, so um, <laughs> Lauren Shanklin does. And I've watched uh, just about every game of Shanklin. I just, I just really like him. And I think he, um, with with two, three and four, I think there's, there's arguments for uh, all three to be in different positions within, uh, within the top four. But Duke, uh, he has... Uh, if, if I took if I, if I took my heart's uh, heart's cap off, he would probably be my number two because he's probably the best forward, best player outside the old firm. Yeah, I think this season he has been the best player outside the old firm, but also he's like he's doing that beautiful thing where he's towing the line between cult hero and just hero. Yes, you know I mean? he's he's got this affinity with the fans. They absolutely love him. He loves them. You saw the scenes after they beat St Mirren and, and got into third place and Duke Cam in the in the dressing room, like he's got the charisma, uh, he's got the body, he's he's got everything. And and on top of that, he's got the goals, he's got the assists, and he's got the ability to get fans off their seats. But you know, more importantly for Aberdeen, get fans into the stadium as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no surprise that obviously their their attendances have picked up this season, but guys like Duke do that. Because he's a he's a hero for like young fans. Young fans will love Duke because it's like oh he's fast, he's exciting, he scores goals. But then you've got the the older boys will absolutely adore him as well. Like he, he sort of he spans generations in terms mm-hmm. of appreciation uh, because he is just that mercurial talent that uh, that Aberdeen needs and the league needs to be honest with you. And yeah, this season is just it's been an absolute thrill, an absolute joy to watch because when he gets going. And when he runs at people and the wee tricks and the wee the wee flicks and skills, he doesn't do them for no reason. He does them to get past a man. Um, I mean, his back heel goal against Dundee United, to be fair, he didn't need to do that, but he did it anyway <laughs> because he was just like, eh, fuck it, like, I've, I've come this far, I might as well back heel it over a, a hapless goalkeeper. Um, but he's, he's just, there's no way you can watch him without having a smile on your face. Yeah. And it is, it's that sort of player that I just absolutely adore watching. Um, and... Again, like you'd imagine that he's here for a good time, not a long time, because yep. he has got that amount of quality. Obviously, he came from a foreign league. He came from from uh, Benfica. And you'd imagine that there will be teams overseas having a look at him again. But who cares about that right now? He has been a massive part, obviously, alongside the likes of Graham Shinney and Matty Pollock, of why Aberdeen were able to, to triumph towards the end of the season and, and, and seal third place with really a bit of ease and a bit of uh, breathing space at the end. Because... They were the players that, you know, they had leadership qualities. They were able to drag the team forward. And that's what I mean. It's like Duke's not just a show pony. He's a team player. Uh, he works hard as well. And he's got that leadership. And, uh, you know, and uh, leadership, not in terms of barking at the players alongside him, but leadership is, I have to say, like, taking the I ball. he's like, I don't mind taking the pressure. I don't yeah. mind taking the ball. And I don't mind, you know, easing the strain on some of you guys because I know I'm good enough. And that's what he's had this season. And, uh, yeah, honestly, he's just... An absolute, absolute joy, and he had to be number two for me. Oh, yeah, he's he's been he's, he's been so much fun to watch, but I think he, there's been such there's there's been a, a natural progression as well 
it's not as it's not throughout the season for him that you can you can see this player is like developing in front of our eyes. I was there for his debut. He came on the second half in the League Cup against Sterling Albion. Did the the, the game was won. Aberdeen absolutely um, absolute thrashed um, Sterling in the first half, and Goodwin threw him on. He wasn't fit at all. But he was just, it was just straight away, just like you, you knew you were in for, um, I, 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 you were in for great fun because he was just, just throwing himself about, just getting involved, um, engaging with defenders, winning fouls, and you, you got the feeling that he was, it might t- take him a wee bit of time to get that, uh, get that fitness. I think he mentioned it in his Player of the Year. Um, kind of accepting speech at Aberdeen that he, he, he thanked like the sports scientists because I think he came and he had to get into uh, into proper shape so it did take time but it probably didn't take nearly as long as I thought it was going to he was uh, after a while just realised shit this is a very very good player and Aberdeen are much better for having him in their starting 11 and he plays in a way he, he, he reminds me of the boulder Seen in the Razors of the Lost Ark, uh, where he's um, that when he when he's carrying the ball, he just he, he kind of just destroys everything in his in his wake. He just barrels barrels through to, um, barrels through opposition, and when he gets up uh, and, and he can he can shift as well with the ball. He can move very very fast with it. And going back to like the goals, just uh, the United goal you, you talked about, his improvisation with the ball is is incredible. Because you look at the goal he scored against Ross County as as, as well. Um, just being able to get him, his body uh, and himself into in, in different positions to score all, all all sorts of goals. So yeah, he's just a a very 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 good uh, very good talent who has like straight away you can see clubs from England and abroad will look at him and go, this is a player who has both the technical and physical qualities that we can harness and you can get better and better. So yeah, you can you, can, you can drop him in drop him into many different situations. He can handle it. He wasn't very good at tracking back earlier in the season, but I think that's something that's been worked on with Barry Robson uh off the ball. And he saw it in the win over Ross County, where it was essentially Ross County against um the back three and Duke. And it was Duke was getting back into like fullback areas to win the ball and obviously scored as well. So yeah. Um Aberdeen, when you consider Aberdeen signed him and Tib signed Jar Tavares, it's very funny. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean Jair, Jair Tavares has been a, a, a I forgot he played for Hibs until I saw him on the pitch warming up uh, before the Edinburgh Derby. So that's that's all you need to know about Jared Tavares. And Andy's rubbish. Um, moving on to um, the worst kept secret in um, this list, all this. Number one, Kyogo Furuhashi. Um, not just the best player this season, potentially Celtic's best striker since Larson. I think that's fair to say. Is it fair to say? I don't know. Yes, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think uh, who who they've had. So the Dembele, Edward, Hooper, uh, Griffiths. Yeah, I, I prefer Kyogo to all them. Yeah, he is. He's just he's just so good, and it annoys yep. me so much. Like I've not um, I've not seen a player with movement like no. this in a long, long, long time in Scottish football. He is just he's a ghost. He drifts between centre halves. He finds that yard, even half a yard of space is enough for him. And so often he just pops up at the right place at the right time. So many of his goals are six yard box, but that's not a mistake. That's not just nope. because they're all in. 
that's him bamboozling defenders with his movement. You know, is he going to go near post? Is he going to go back post? Is he going to hold on a penalty spot? No one knows what he's doing at any time. And I like to think that he doesn't know either. He just knows that one of those three options is going to work well for him. And it's the instinct that takes him there. But also, the way that he plays outside of the box, I think just doesn't get enough credit. Because again, it's that movement Celtic, you know, transition with the ball so quickly and so well. And again, guys like Jota, guys like Deze Maeda, they're able to find space because Kyogo is this guy that has essentially taken the attention of sometimes three defenders at the same time because they're like, oh my God, we can't lose him because he'll, he'll, he'll score. His finishing's that good. But it doesn't matter because then you've got Maeda or Jota or whoever who's coming in. The way he facilitates, the way Celtic play, the way he gets, uh, the way Celtic plays, like he works hard as well. Um, and he seems like a really sweet, nice guy, which I think, you know, obviously that, that doesn't really matter in terms of this, but... So many Celtic players have been hateable over the years and I just can't hate him. Um, he's just, I mean, there's not really much else to say other than he is the best player in Scotland. Um, and again, is it good time rather than a long time? I'm not sure. Um, you know, Kyogo's not exactly one of the, the younger players that he signed. I think he's 28, 29. Um, but he's just, he's got this weird, sort. he's bow-legged, uh, which again, just, I don't know why that adds to watching him play being so much more fun. Um, but he's, he's just honestly... It annoys me, it frustrates me how good he is uh, and how good he has been under Postacoglu. Oh yeah, it's what watched his goals recent. Uh, watched all his goals recently, and you just get a even greater respect and admiration for just how good he is around the box. Yeah, I agree that he's. Um, that his work outside the box is 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 very um, <clears throat> very important for Celtic, but it's just he just becomes a different different beast altogether when he's uh, when when he's looking at the goal and he's looking at score because he, I think you mentioned like oh is it just um, kind of just luck to get in that position? Uh, be funny if it's just kind of luck to get in that position, but no, I just think he's got such great intelligence and awareness. Of where of of how the game develops because if you if you go back and watch him, there's a goal recently. He, uh, I can't remember who the who was on the ball. Might have been Starf. It was a right centre back or uh, or midfielder was uh, on the ball and it was uh, kind of stepping into midfield, and it was Kyogo basically shouting and pointing to tell him to play to Hatati because he knew as soon as Hatati gets it, then that was against St Mirren actually, and then a St Mirren defender would have to engage with Hatati and that would give him space to then get the ball in the box and score. And he did, he scored. And it's just, he's always telling his teammates where to put it, where he's going to go, and then... When that's not uh, that's not on, he will then check his run and then slip in behind another defender. And then he's when he gets the ball, his awareness of where the goal is, he doesn't really need to like doesn't need to look before he shoots because he knows where he is in the box. He knows where uh, the goal is in relation to his position. I look at one of the goals he scored against Rangers at Celtic Park early in the season that uh, was kind of like a um, kind of touch and turn. Um, but he didn't really need to set or look. He just knew it and his efficiency. I think he's got the best conversion rate in the league perhaps and the fact he's and it goes to is just uh, the amount of chances he gets he finishes them so well uh, he's just so efficient in front of goal just uh, just, a, just a perfect striker just perfect especially for for for, uh, for Celtic and what's mad is he underperformed against his XG as well <laughs> his XG was like 36 um, yeah he, he's, he's phenomenal I, honestly 
Um, and Michael, did you not get, get take it to the World Cup for Japan? It was a, it's still it still bamboozles me. Honestly, it is fucking wild. Uh, but then Japan did really well, so I mean, maybe we are wrong. I don't know. <laughs> they could have won it. They had Maeda playing up front. They could have won it if they had Kyogo. They could have won it. Kyogo and Hatati both got left out of that, and they're probably the two best players in Scotland. Uh, absolutely wild. But no, honestly, Michael Moles, Henrik Larsson, Kyogo Furuhashi, three of the most frustrating players to play against because you know they're going to score every fucking time they're on the pitch against you. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a Kilmarnock Hearts and Hibs fan, Alfred Morelos as well. Uh, yes. A final mention, a final mention for the Colombian as we finish our top 12 strikers list. A list that going forward is not going to include Morelos, but like we said at the start of the show, could include include Brian Graham. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how many of these players are still at their club next season. Um, there could be not that many, but we will see in 12 months. So thank you very much, Rob, for joining me to look back at the top 12 strikers in the Premiership. No problem at all. Really enjoyed that. Thanks, Joe. No worries. And uh, thank you for our listeners for listening and for supporting us, those who do, on on Patreon. And now Rob and I are going to go across to Patreon and speak about the Scottish Cup final and uh, have our fingers crossed that a certain um, Scott Gardner-led club are going to win. Goodbye. Come on, the blue and reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.